hold up. What what is what is this? Oh wow! Oh, Tristan Tuesday is a whole different vibe. Oh, it is a vibe right Tr- now. Don't let the jog dog jump out the window. <laughs> don't let the dog get away. What's up, she TK? We're sitting in we're sitting in the parking lot. So I got a message today from my brand manager. You guys know what time it is when that happens. Oh yeah. And he's like, hey. Are you gonna Are you gonna come in at uh, twenty minutes before showtime again today? And I'm like, well, that's that's unfair. I have hits. You guys know that I have hits. And then I leave as soon as uh, the hits happen. And he goes, well, I was planning on talking to the show, uh, you know, beforehand. So dot dot dot. And I was like, well, let me just get down to the parking lot of uh, the studio, and I will talk to you guys in the car instead of in the studio, which. Brings too much of a stale vibe, too many moving pieces, too many cleaning ladies, too many moving parts. Can we also point out, hey, are you going to show up 20 minutes before the show starts again (laughs) is the most passive aggressive BS I've ever heard. Yeah. You would think he was one of mine, but he's not. (laughs) He ain't with us. (laughs) I realize that. I realize that. You know what? Sometimes it's uh, you got to. Oh, oh my God! Oh yeah, it, it just point out is it, it, is this is this uh, Tesla Trista? There's there's strong oh, no. strong I'm, speculation I'm, that it's Tesla Trista. That looks like, look like a big body. I wish I was I wish I was uh, a part of your crew. I've got a Q5 Audi Q5. Oh, okay, well, okay. Well, well excuse excuse yeah. right, excuse well, us yeah. as uh, I just need a bigger car, just a bigger car. I'm about no, to say that look like a big body. Hmm. That Q5 go hard. Oh, yeah, that's nice, boy. Sometimes I dream that she is Don't me. Don't do that to him, to Crick. Trista Crick uh, joining us live now is Trista Tuesdays are in full effect. Uh, you dropped the pod. Let's let's get into this. We were talking about Memphis uh, rooting hard for the Lakers tonight with the Sacramento Kings having a chance uh, to move up officially there into the two spot. But it feels like when it comes to Memphis, no one's really talking about basketball or the two seed, or where they're going to wind up uh, in the postseason. I know you potted about this this morning, and and curious, like, where you think we go next uh, with John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies? Well, you know, I, I would like to say I thought I, with all things being, like, considered, was a pretty funny segment, oh, I thought which it was. I was pretty <laughs> – pretty surprising that i could make it funny because i wasn't aware that it was going to be possible i was like man where's the funny in this Mm. and then you get down and you push record and then you're like man some of these idiots out here like gilbert arenas telling us we should just pretend like it didn't exist like okay or did you hear what kendrick perkins said no did you hear what he said i don't even want to say it out loud with my own lips that's how bad it was oh lord Damn, yep, don't even want to say it with my own lips. It was such a trope. Kendrick's uh, having a rough week. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I he heard is. what Skip Google Bayless said. Uh, now, Skip. <laughs> Skip. Skip, uh, Skip. Somebody got to get Skip now. Skip. I, we didn't say it before, but somebody need to get him now. Skip, Skip said John Morant wanted to be a Crip. <laughs> he said, I don't know if he's a Crip or he has dreams to be a Crip. I, he said, I don't he know if he dreams. was initiated by the Crips. Like, Skip, what the <laughs> hell he do has, you know? He has dreams of being initiated by the Crips. Listen, as someone who tried, who almost got mixed in by the Crips, nobody wants to be initiated by the Crips. <laughs> I ran away. There were these, these girls in 6-0, and we were at this wake in my neighborhood, 
And I was, you know, I was wearing the like little New York Yankee blue slippers when they were popular outside, just wearing them, mm. just thinking I was cool. Me and my my uh, me and my play cousin were kicking it. Oh. We we're just playing some video games. And they're like, oh, little homie, uh, you wearing a lot of blue, little homie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, why, why don't we all play basketball down at the park? I'm like, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, no, you got nothing to worry about. These all big, thick girls, just much bigger than me at the time. Much bigger than me right now. And they're like, oh, don't worry. I'm looking at my friend TC, and he's like, oh, it's okay. And I'm realizing it's not okay. <laughs> and I'm standing on this hill, and she's like, don't worry, don't worry, TC. Bow! Right in my face. Took off like Flash Gordon. I am out there. I am not coming back to this house. I don't think you just want to be initiated into the crypt. Uh, yeah, that's a real story. That's, that's a, a real story. hell of a story. Bro, I'm dumbfounded. I, it's, you were, in, were you in Portland or in L.A.? Portland. I was in Portland. This is bunch crazy. Of L, bunch of people from L.A. moved to my neighborhood in Portland. And it was just a straight, it was just a straight crip neighborhood. They said you got a lot yeah. of blue on, little homie. Not <laughs> oh like, said, don't worry, we'll take care of you. I was like, there's six girls, seven girls, all running down the hill. I'm maybe four houses down from my house. I locked up the basement, just put extra deadlocks on. Called my friend who was still there, and I was like, it's not okay. They said <laughs> oh, it's no. gonna be okay. How many? How many people just have a casual story about <laughs> nearly being jumped by the Crips? That's that's why it's Trista Tuesday. It's it's yeah. always a surprise. Trista, oh goodness. Trista hits different, man. Absolutely. That's, e- e- even on a Tuesday, uh, Trista hits different. Oh, we should throw. Do you guys have the ability to do the on a Tuesday? Got the Can I get going that stuff? up. On a Tuesday. Can I get that as my walkout music? We got oh, you. I'm on a Tuesday. We got you yeah. ask and you shall receive. We'll absolutely make that I kind of love that. I kind of love that. We got you. Um, but, yeah, John Moran. So, yeah. you had the the guy, I think he was from, like, Locked On Grizzlies on BetMGM uh, last yep. night, I think it was. And I didn't, like, I never really thought it would get here, and I'm still not convinced that it will. But he laid out a very real scenario where, I might be gone for the regular season at least. Yeah, and I think the main thing is that I talked to the Memphis folks today at 929 ESPN, and I think the question is, like, how much do you have to prove in order for you to get that specific suspension? Mm -hmm. Because you pretty much need to prove that he brought the gun on the team plane, right, in order Mm -hmm. to be subject to those same laws uh, or those same, you know, guidelines that the NBA has. Also, is Denver going to file charges for him to have a gun in a state or a county, actually, where it's not legal to carry without uh, registration, which you can't have, uh, you can't be licensed to carry in Memphis and have a license to carry in Denver unless you ha- go through all that paperwork, which I'm, let's be confident that probably he did not do. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ditch the gun? Did, is someone mm-hmm. going to catch? There was a whole meme go- going around or a whole video thing on Sunday. Uh, it was like a fake scenario about somebody convincing his friends to catch a case, like right after he gets in the league, and they're like, "No, we're not doing that." Is there going to oh, be the somebody... Ray Lewis story? <laughs> oh, yeah, is there somebody else that is going to do that for him? I don't know who that would be. And then, and then, thirdly, this is a total separate uh, thread. But remember, there was Josh Hamilton who played for the, I believe, played for the Cincinnati Reds. He had a guy with him, his teammate. Who was with them 24 7 and he was an all-star that year mm. and he 
was his roommate, slept with him, went everywhere he went. Steve Kerr, I remember telling me that uh, Phil Jackson had him go everywhere that Rodman went in order to keep him out of trouble. Could we see scenario where Steven Adams is that for Jaw just might. trails him? You might. Cool. I mean, yeah, you might. And and this is this is really unfair for me. What I'm about to say, but you say like the league has to prove, and this is not how the league should work. The league should work where you're innocent until proven guilty, just like the court of law or what or whatever. But common sense. Well, you're law, innocent if you don't broadcast it on well, there, IG there, Live. There's that. Common sense says Ja has to prove to me that he didn't have that gun on the plane. Because common mm-hmm. sense tells me you had it with you the whole time. So I know that's not how the investigation is going to go, but you got to prove to me, like, nah, I didn't have this the whole time. Because what it looks like is you had it the entire – how you just randomly in Denver pop up with a gun? <laughs> like, you got you to prove to me that you didn't have it the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, I, I I don't know how that's gonna like I you mentioned the the Stephen Adams thing. Stephen Adams, we mentioned this yesterday because Shams had tweeted about a, a veteran in the locker room saying, you know, we've got to stay more focused on the road. The veteran was Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams was like, we've got to we've got to be more focused on the road. You mentioned the person who follows him. Des had that. It wasn't a mm. teammate, though. It was yeah, a hired. It might have been Mr. Hill. Now that I think about it, mm. it might have been Grant's dad who did it. But Dez had, for lack of a fairer term, a babysitter. Mm-hmm. After he got into some trouble, the Cowboys hired someone like you go everywhere. Dez Bryant goes at home, on the road, until he figures this out. You follow him everywhere. It's not a terribly unusual step to see in professional sports. I kind of love the idea. Mm-hmm. If yeah. it if it fixes is if it fixes this dude if it settles him there I think there are other steps you have to take too like your crew can't travel mm-hmm. and your dad can stay home mm-hmm. your dad does not get courtside tickets to every game anymore he should that should have been out the door after the Shannon Sharp thing mm-hmm. but they seem to have turned a blind eye to it and I think the reason they turned a blind eye to it is because it was Shannon mm-hmm. if that well, was I, sorry Trista go ahead oh no I was just gonna say that it I think. From what we talked to the uh, the Memphis Beat reporter last night, he intimated something that I had wondered about, which is, has Memphis been afraid to hold Ja Morant accountable because they were worrying about alienating him and shutting him off completely where he wouldn't listen to them even a little bit? Mm-hmm. And he said yes. He said absolutely. They were turning a blind eye to a lot of this because Ja was just quite simply producing and they were number two in the standings even though everyone and their mom within the organization knew he's partying way too much but he's able to put up 37 the next day there's a reason that the the memphis grizzlies are one of the worst road teams especially early in first quarters first halves Mm. that probably will still continue to persist today and he's a and i think you i think you talked about he's a loner like this isn't like the memphis grizzlies or a group of memphis grizzlies it's literally just Ja mm-hmm. and his crew that 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 goes with him everywhere he goes. This isn't a Memphis Grizzlies thing, right? And he's kind of one of those guys who wants to travel in his own circles. It's not like he has a big entourage. He and Jay Crowder were pretty close. That was his only real close teammate that he had that he sort of looked up to. Apparently, that was his sort of his OG, his big homie on the team. He told everybody that this is my guy. Uh, I actually wouldn't hate Jay Crowder coming back to the team 
next year um, mm. in the off season. I think that would help a lot. I uh, we talked about it yesterday, and I just looked at Ja. And look, I, I hope that everything works out for him, and he can turn this around and be positive. But I always felt like, man, you know, I don't know, because he just seems like a real arrogant dude. And like the more I hear about him, the more it kind of gets confirmed for me. Uh, my feelings, you know, get confirmed. I would just like kind of watch him on the court. Like I'd watch the way he'd move on the court, and you know, everybody got to be too small. And you know, he, he you see little stuff like he dunks and he. You know, for lack of a better term, wants to have his legs open on the person that he dunked on. And all. it's like, bro, like you do that a little too much for me, man. And the way he moves and, and, and it seems like it was the arrogance not only on the court, but it's spilled off the court in a major way with all this stuff coming out now. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think part of it is just chip on your shoulders are tough to get by. You know, I have it. I, I know that when you've been told no a lot or you've been told you're never going to be anything, um, despite what talent you do or do not have, and you don't have a lot of support outside of maybe your family. Jaw's dad has been somebody who's criticized him a lot. Remember Jaw said that my dad was my, was my first hater. Mm -hmm. He told him, you'll never go to the league. You're trash. You're not a good basketball player. That's a, a fuel, and obviously that fueled him that's not a clean burning fuel, mm. right? That, that doesn't help you long-term once you've succeeded. Mm -hmm. uh, Boy, LeVar you, that Ball chip looking on your better shoulder. and better every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Absolutely you know, the interesting incredible. thing about LeVar, you bring Look. him up, there's like, he, he said all those things that he said. And like you said, looking better and better every day because he would he would speak about his sons a certain way in the media mm -hmm. and in public, but I think it was on like the little Facebook show or something was going on, and I just remember him getting on Lamelo. He would get on. He was like Lamelo, you play selfish. You a selfish player. I cannot stand. Nobody's gonna like the way you play because you are selfish. And until you learn how, you don't play no defense. You don't pass to nobody. And until you learn how to play different. Ain't nothing. Good. But he was like being real with him. Mm -hmm. But the the what I feel the beautiful thing about that is he kept all that in house. He kept it all. Yep. He would he would never let anybody hear him speak about his sons in that way because he didn't want them speaking about his sons in that way. So when they were out there, my, yeah, Lamar, Lamar, Lamelo, he gonna change the game. Lonzo gonna change the game. That's how he'd speak that in existence. Except for that, except for that, you know about that. Obviously, it did go public in some way. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he got on uh, the the TV shows and the radio shows, he he would say all that. But um, the only thing I never <laughs> liked about uh, Lavar is when UCLA lost to Kentucky, and he blamed the UCLA players. I didn't like that. Yeah, that was the only thing yeah. he ever did. I didn't really like. You think the Kings can take two? I do. Yeah. Playing really good basketball right now. I think that these next three games are going to be tough. Yeah. So tough. Yeah. You got what? You got Knicks. Yep. You got Bucks. Who else? Knicks and Bucks. Really tough. Yes. Suns. Uh, Suns are sandwiched in between those two. Yep. And then also you'll have a three-game sort of. I guess you could call it a hiatus. And then you get the Celtics. Mm -hmm. And I forget Phoenix there was another again, team that was Phoenix again. Yeah. Phoenix again. Yeah. So. I do think Memphis is going to have a tough time, though. They don't have a backup center now. 
you're going to get – I think they're going to get eaten alive by Anthony Davis tonight. It's just Xavier Tillman. What's he going to do? Nothing. It's, it's literally nothing. Adams feels like the ultimate loss for them. Like, I don't know that we all computed that right away, but as it started to add up, it was like, hey – they and then Brandon lacking. and then Brandon Clark went down Oof, right. with an Achilles yeah. injury. He tore his Achilles on Friday night, the same night that Jaw went out on yeah. the town. Yeah. We'll call it bad trip to Denver. Bad trip to Denver. Bad trip to Denver. Really bad. Yeah, that Memphis. Hey, um, real quick, do you yeah. have to go inside for your passive aggressive uh, brand manager? Okay, I was just making sure. No, I just <laughs> I just can't get stuck in traffic and be there at six twenty. Got so. you. I'm good. I'm good all the way. Okay. I just. I just now I'm like 15 feet from the door instead of two miles from the door. And traffic is crazy out here. Memphis, I, I was watching them on Sunday, and they felt like a team that kind of lost their way. Like, remember how people would talk about LeBron when he first went to Miami and he's like, he was trying to be this villain, mm-hmm. but that's not who he was. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. In effect. Like Memphis, like really tried to buy into this Memphis versus everybody and all this other stuff, and I don't think they have a lot of guys who are like that. I think the only I want to say the only person because Dylan Brooks is on there too, but the only two people who are really like that are probably John Dylan Brooks, and everybody else is just like hard workers. We want to work hard. We want to get and and because they took on the identity of John specifically, feel like they lost. They got lost in all that. They lost their way, and I don't know if they can get out of it now. And could you imagine, because there were whispers, right, about what would happen if the Knicks had the second overall or the first overall pick, Ja would have already experienced all of this Mm. in New York. This Mm. would have been a bad, bad situation for him. But do you think that, do you think that, how, do you think the money influence, like the big contract and the, not only the big contract, but with that, like he achieved a certain level, and rightfully so, by the way, a certain level of status. It felt like that's where like a shift started was after the contract, after the status to where maybe it wasn't a big deal at Murray State. Maybe it wasn't a big deal through that rookie year. But now that that status is here, now that that money is here, now it's a problem. Yeah. And you just get more expensive vices. Right. You get. And that's not just money. That's Mm -hmm. the, the type of danger that you put yourself into. That's why some of these people who are so rich, they get involved in crazy exotic things because at a certain point what left that's normal do you have to do it on all sorts well, that's of why kenny does itself. the radio show that's that's what he does yeah. this is this is kenny's just exotic <laughs> nobody listens to this guy ever tristan no she's been here you can't hide it from long us. time long time mets fan Life, lifelong <laughs> mets fan kenny i got love for the mets you know i got love for the mets it's all good Except when they play he's the call, He's the one calling into your WFAN show asking about <laughs> relief pitching and, and, and backup, yeah. backup shortstops. What you think about this ghost fork, bro? What you think about this? <laughs> see, oh, you mentioned or what you mentioned LeBron. Did you see LeBron like oh. shading like oh. half the league last night? Oh, my God. That was a direct shot at Grant Williams, was it not? Well... <laughs> Who was it a direct shot at? Well, no, no. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> Grant had a tough night. Grant, sorry, Jesse. Grant had a really tough night. Last that was night. incredible for me. Nights. So I had Cavs minus three and a half. So I took it the the night it got uh like opened, right? Mm. Right after the game, I saw Keith Smith from Spotrack tweeted, Hey, don't be surprised if pretty much everyone on the Celtics sits out tomorrow. Back-to-back, they want to continue to get healthy and stay healthy. 
And so I, I took it immediately, three and calves, three and a half, knowing it would go, I thought maybe five and a half. Man, calves went up to minus seven and a half. And I'm like, ooh, I got some closing line value. Oh, yeah, this is going to be an easy one. And calves ended up down big pretty much the entire game. So I needed overtime mm. in order to win that bet. So I was on the air. And all of a sudden, I see Grant Williams misses the second free throw. I never saw him miss the first one. And I'm like, how is this possible? How are they going to overtime? 0.8 seconds left to go. Oh, yeah, he missed them both. Oof. After telling Donovan Mitchell he was going to make them oh, both. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> not good. Not good. What do, but what, do you, what do you think about Bron's tweet, though? Like, it's, it's crazy because I don't know who he's meaning or what he's saying about Bronny James. But if he, if Bronny James was better than half of the players that we watch playing significant minutes on League Pass, the fact that he mentioned that it was on League Pass, like, oh, well, trash <laughs> players don't ever get on national television either, you know? Like, is he, I, I know Matthew Dellavedova got in the game a little bit last night. He did. But, uh, he tweeted is, that is before Delhi, about- though. He tweeted it before Delhi, right? <laughs> I think it was before Delhi's game. Steph started. Stopper, you leave Delhi alone. <laughs> That would have been a real hater move against his former teammate. But to me, it just felt like so off. Mm. I don't know what LeBron is doing. I honestly don't. He never makes sense to me. It's always just him. Nobody checks him. Nobody checks the PR side of LeBron James. And somebody kind of needs to. Somebody kind of needs to. He's watching too much. He's seeing too much. He's tweeting too much. Mm. Bronny can play, though. I don't know if he's, like, NBA ready. but For those I, who I didn't like... see the tweet, by the way, it probably there, set yeah, Trista up poorly for that. LeBron tweeted last night, Bronny better than half the – he's watching League Pass. He said, Bronny better than half these dudes on League Pass. S is hilarious. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. Um, but I like, He was being serious, too. He was being oh, yeah. serious. Yeah. I, I think I know who he was talking about. He was watching the Pistons game. Who was he thinking it was? I don't know the specific player, but he was watching the Pistons game. It was, was he thinking about Killian Hayes? <laughs> it, it, it was Marvin. He was watching Marvin. <laughs> was it Marvin? <laughs> watching Marvin. He was watching Marvin, which is unfortunate. Because <laughs> LeBron is every Kings fan ever now. That's just so sad. Maybe he was talking about, and I, I like this guy. I disagree with LeBron. Maybe he was talking about RJ Hampton. Oh, probably Davion would agree. Davion would rather be teammates with Bronny James than R.J. Hampton. Remember, Davion was cooking R.J. at the Summer League. Mm. Cooking him. Mm. He's like, he thought, I don't even know what he was doing. He's just Euro-stepping for no reason. <laughs> you, Donovan, we, Donovan's having a special season. You're talking about Cleveland last year. I don't want to gloss over that. We mentioned this at the top of the show. Like, Donovan Mitchell, I, I get it's, it's, it's Giannis and Jokic and Joe and – Really just Jokic, and I get that. Mm -hmm. But Donovan Mitchell is having an MVP-worthy season. Like, what he's doing is pretty incredible over there in Cleveland. He got really, really in shape, too. I Mm. think he thought he was coming to New York. He really increased his, like, just endurance work, his strength stuff. Uh, There's been some articles uh, written about this, but he, I think he started working with somebody new, but he is – able to go deep into these games and still continue to produce at a really high level and you saw that happen all the way at the end of the Celtics game where they could have punted on the game right they could have just said well listen like we don't have it we're down 10 
with three minutes left to go. And Donovan's like, no, no, I'm putting this team on my back. We're winning this freaking game. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. He's been, he's been insane. I don't think enough people are talking about Damian Lillard either. Mm. He just, he's just putting on 40 pretty much every night. Yep. Did you see he had, he had 21 points or 23 points in the first half last night. Uh, and he hit his first four threes in a row just in the first quarter. I think he had three threes. I don't know what to make. I know it was against the Pistons, but still. Yeah, he had a triple-double last night, but you mentioned on a recent edition of the Heat Check podcast, he's literally putting up numbers we have never seen before. Yeah. If you look at it statistically, the only thing that matches, I mean, it's not the same, but for a guard to be even in the same air or the same airspace, the same conversation as well is nuts. That's nuts. And that's the only other player in history that's done what Damian Lillard has done in terms of these numbers that he's putting up. And I think what what is really meaningful, and he said this to the Pivot podcast guys at All-Star break, where he said, I think I'm the second best shooter ever Mm. uh, behind Steph, is just how difficult his shots have to be. Nobody's there giving him easy catch-and-shoot opportunities. They're not setting the offense in a way to get him open looks. Everything is off the dribble for Dame by himself like step to the right, step to the left, step back, you know, jab, step back. All of that is him creating space. And these aren't these aren't high-quality looks that mm-hmm. Damian Lillard is just hitting with ease. I said I've been saying for a long time, and I believe this, and I'm going to continue to believe this, and no disrespect, this is just how great these two guys are. But when you talk about accomplishments, obviously he can't match up to Steph Curry. He can't. Like, Steph is more accomplished in this league. But when you talk about just hoop, watching these dudes play, watching what they can do on the court, I think he is so much closer to Steph Curry Curry than people want to give him credit for. Like, he can do every single thing Steph can do, and there may be one or two things that he can do better than Steph. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he can hit mid-range shots a little bit better. He just has a different kind of shot profile than Steph. Mm -hmm. Steph's, I think, a lot more reckless than Dame Mm -hmm. because he can be. He has another backcourt mate in Clay Thompson that – you know, sort of alleviates a lot of the pressure. And I think people have said that CJ did that. CJ did not do that. He did not. He's not the same at all. CJ didn't do anything defensively for this team. And in big moments, CJ did not come up clutch outside of the game seven against the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference semifinal. I don't recall. Yeah, that was, I mean, he was cooking then. He really put the team on his back. But besides that, I can't remember a huge moment from CJ in a playoff environment. Real quick, I want to ask. In Chris fact, for... remember he stepped on the sideline against the Nuggets when we went home. He did do that. Uh, yeah. Yep. Two two years later. Yeah. I wanted to go home that day. It was sad. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask Trista before she got out of here. What, what what are we gonna do with these referees? I think it's completely out of control. I think Scott Foster was unhinged last night. It was an, It really is an embarrassment for the league, and I love the NBA. I am an NBA defender. That was embarrassing. I was embarrassed as an NBA defender. Do you know that, like, when you try to become an FBI agent or someone high up in the in the government or le- like legal law enforcement, they check to see if you have any outstanding debts. They check to see you know what your credit card balance looks like because you can get got. If you're mm. in law enforcement and you owe someone a lot of money, you are now a target. You are now vulnerable. Mm. Why do we not have that for referees mm. in the NBA? I need to check out Scott Foster's bank statement. 
It needs to be done I yearly. Need to Every <laughs> year. I need Monthly. his credit score. Yeah. Check them Who's phone got records Foster too? owing money to? I think that's fair. Given everything that's public about professional athletes' lives and their money and their contracts, I want to know Scott Foster's credit score. <laughs> That's what I want to know every official's credit score. I think that's perfectly reasonable. And for Vegas, I'm sure they want to know too. Yeah. There's a handicap component. It's like, ooh, Scott Foster, 575. Ooh, I don't know. Scott, Scott Foster got to get a co-signer. He ain't, uh -uh. Scott, Scott Foster ain't getting nothing on his own. Scott Foster has to have 50 times income in order to get an apartment. I don't know, fam. Oh, no. oh, that's not even counting the card he got in his mama's name. Come We're... On, exactly. I'm all for this. He has kids. He has kids. He's put credit cards in their yeah, name. The light bill and, Treat and him the... like the government treats people on Section 8. I need Come to know. Now. Hey, you on point with this one. I need to know if Tony Brothers took out a loan oh. for that kitchen uh, remodel he did. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> fake Gucci. Yeah. Fake Gucci, what's going on with you? Got to know what yeah. fake Gucci's doing. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, who you with? Who are you with? <laughs> uh, uh, go, go see your passive aggressive uh, brand manager. Hey, Trista Tuesday's off to a strong yeah, start, man. man. We with it on a Tuesday. I, I got you. We'll get the drop ready for All you. Right. We'll have it ready for you next <laughs> week at two. All right, see you guys.